Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker, The Attack podcast. This is episode number um, 48. I am in a uh, different studio today, so uh, please bear with me a little bit. The reason I'm doing this podcast, although I have originally done one several years ago and I had done a lot of interviews uh, and podcasts with other people, uh, about Dennis Lloyd Martin um, it was for the simple fact that um, my new book had just come out uh, yesterday uh, The Disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin uh, The Hidden File which kind of updates a lot of information that was in the original book which was had a similar name the Disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin, Lost in the Smoky Mountains. That was put out about three or four years ago, I believe. Um, so just to give you a quick overview of the case, um, Dennis Lloyd Martin um, disappeared on uh, June 14, 1969, in the uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee. The search for Dennis Lloyd Martin um, was one of the most extensive searches in park history. It involved about 1,500 uh, searchers, uh, which included military, uh, Green Berets, um, and other type of military, local law enforcement, fire departments. Um, the search itself <clears throat> covered about uh, 56 uh, square miles. On the day, of, uh, the day of his disappearance, um, Dennis had been in the park with his father, William Martin, his grandfather, uh, Clyde Martin, and his brother, uh, um, Douglas. Um, they had hiked from uh, Cades Cove to Rus Russell's Field, camped overnight, and the next day they headed up to the uh, Spence Field uh, near the Appalachian Trail. Um, <clears throat> in between point A and point B, the Martins had befriended another family whose name just happened to be, last name was Martin. A lot of controversy, conspiracy theories about this, but uh, if you read the book, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. So Dennis and the... Um, <clears throat> Other boys decided that they wanted to scare the adults, so they um, decided they were going to take a path into the tree lines and uh, jump out of the woods and scare the adults as they sat around the, uh, the campsite. However, because of Dennis's uh, bright red shirt, they were afraid that um, the adults would see him, so they sent Dennis, <clears throat> a six-year-old, uh, on a different path. Uh, Dennis walked into the woods, and we are now 54 years later, and we have not heard, seen Dennis Lloyd Martin since. Um, the first book that I wrote uh, has a lot of information in it. It is probably one of the leading selling books on this case. As a matter of fact, it is. Um, it has interviews with people like uh, Violet Martin, uh, Dennis's mother, 
uh, Richard French, the suspicious man, as he's noted in a lot of uh, articles and publications. Um, Harold Keyes was it was the first and last interview uh, ever done. I mean, an intense interview that was ever done uh, after he and his family had spotted a, uh, a disheveled man in Rowan's Creek running through the woods. So, and amongst them, I uh, interviewed uh, um, Calvin Martin, who nickname is Dwight. Dwight Martin, oh, excuse me, McCarter, McCarter, um, Calvin McCarter, who was, whose middle name or actual give his his kind of uh, he's better known as uh, Dwight Dwight McCarter. He was the lead park ranger on the story. Um, it's early in the morning here, so you got to kind of bear with me a little bit. Um, and of course, we had gone through the um, the uh, difference in the facts that were in my book compared to other people's, like um, Dave Polites, um, George Knapp, um, and the second book, The Hidden Files, um, really gets into where all of these conspiracy theories started. Uh, the origin points of them, uh, people involved, um, how they escalated into all type of uh, theories, uh, abductions, um, um, feral people running through the woods, military coming down to eradicate fer feral people running around in the woods, so on and so, so forth. What The one point that most people seem to um, forget about this case, although it is embellished with a ton of mystery and uh, a ton of unknowns, the one fact is that we're talking about the disappearance of a six-year-old boy, which is a tragedy within itself. I mean, imagine being the parents. So <clears throat> that is a point that is often overlooked. Um, the story has been embellished with a lot of uh, fake news, fake conspiracy theories, simply as a, a, bait, a, baiting, a baiting tactic used to bring in audiences and sell books and lectures and whatever have you. Um, I don't do that. I have no reason to do that. So with that being said, Back in, believe it or not, 2019, I had filed probably two dozen FOIA requests for uh, the information uh, concerning, uh, I had filed it with the Department of Justice or FBI, uh, requesting the files uh, for at least a year and a half, I was everything had been um, denied based on an exclusionary rule. Um, 
and here we, we ran into a lot of problems with the exclusionary rule, and I fought him on the point that <clears throat> the case was a lost person a lost person case. It was never a criminal case. While the, although the FBI was involved in the case, the FBI was involved in the case based on politics. Uh, the FBI knew that there was no criminal aspect to it. However, because of political pressure, um, they became involved. Okay, fine. You're a law enforcement agency, you're involved. However, it's not a criminal, it's, it's a criminal investigation. However, it is still labeled a lost person's case, which, remain, which basically uh, means that um, there was no adjudication in the case, so there's no reason the files shouldn't have been uh, released. Now, their exclusionary rule had a lot of problems with it. One, the case was active from uh, 69 to 81, uh, mostly based on um, misleading information. But after 1981, the investigation was ended. There were no arrests. There was no additional information. There was no further investigation. So there was no reason why the files were not released. Or was there? We'll never know. Um, I had gone over the FBI's head and started <clears throat> sending a FOIA request to um, the director of... Uh, Department of Justice saying, hey, you know, listen, I've been a cop over 30 years. I know what you can and cannot release. <clears throat> they didn't want to release uh, personal information. However, here's the problem with that. Um, we already know who the people were that were there. Uh, the people that were there had driver's licenses. They voted. They had property, city property. They were paying taxes. So all of that information that you wanted to exclude was public knowledge. So what was the problem? So after a battle, and a long battle, uh, on April 22nd of uh, 2022, uh, I received the first... Uh, release of the, the files. Of course, what they failed to uh, tell people, <clears throat> and I already knew this, was that um, there were over, give or take, about 30 pages that were not included in the original document. I have inside sources that help a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so, the reason for this there could have been a lot of reasons why it wasn't uh, given out. But for the most part, so I, I read through all the documentation. I, I think there was, I don't know, in my estimate, probably about 80 or 90 pages. <clears throat> and quite honestly, if you just received it or read the documentation online, there was a lot of, could be a lot of suspicions, a lot of, curiosity. However, what I did in the the first book, if you read my first book, 
it covers most of the redacted areas, the names, locations. <clears throat> so what I did in this second book was I, I looked at each document and um, for the most part, <clears throat> the majority of it wasn't really worth anything. Uh, the stuff that had some questionable material on there, I clarified. And like I said, I, I um, included some of the interviews I did with uh, Richard French, um, Dwight, uh, or Cal Dwight McCarter, Calvin. Um, you, you know, um, Harold Keyes. Just so that you um, kind of had a better idea of what was going on. We clarified the suspicion of the um, the man the, the man dressed in the uh, uh, animal clo animal clothing. Um, we I tracked that down to uh, an arrest that was made. However, it was an arrest that was made, all right, by a game warden. However, it was not in the same state. Um, so this book is basically back and forth on not only the, the content of the, um, the FBI files, but the dismantling of um, the conspiracy theories. All of the conspiracy theories uh, involved in the Martin case. Um, at the end, uh, you know, the conclusion was pretty similar. You'll have to get the to my my beliefs, which are based on the facts, and I have documentation here. I'm look I, I'm looking at it. Um, so, uh, and I've done other big cases. I've done the the Gone Girl case, which is was Joan Rish. Um, Brother Julius case, um, the Vernon Creeper case. So I have a little bit of a background in investigation and researching uh, cold cases. So with that being said, um, it's, it's a good book. Um, it, if you're interested in Dennis Lloyd Martin, it, it's actually uh, a book you should have. You actually should have both of them if you're interested in this case. Uh, one, one book fills in the first part of the puzzle. The second book uh, fills in most of the unknowns. And it's, it's a pretty interesting read altogether. If I get a chance, you can pick it up on Amazon. I would uh, include the link, however, as I said, I'm in a different uh, location. And uh, where all these little gadgets are to put this stuff up there, I have absolutely no clue. Um, I'm one of the computer literate guys. If I if I knew what I was doing, I would probably have one of the biggest <clears throat> podcast series and going on. But uh, I guess that just ain't happening. So you just have to read the books. Um, with that being said, <clears throat> if you do have an interest in the Dennis Lloyd Martin case or know anybody that is interested, in them, let them know. Um, if you hike any of the national uh, parks. Um, Bigfoot is not going to come out and get you. Uh, for all people are not going to come out of the woods and get you. Uh, so don't worry about it. <clears throat> worry about bears, moose, real things. So with that being said, hi, I'm Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast. This is episode number 48. Uh, 
Dennis, the disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin, The Hidden Files.